Well, hello everyone and welcome to Romance at a Glance. I'm your host, Bridget. With me is my co-host, Shani. Hi, Shani. Hi, Bridget. It's good to see your face today. It's good to see your face today, too. Guys, I'm on vacation in lovely Lake Tahoe, and I went sledding this morning with my kids, and I smell terrible because I haven't showered yet, so I feel like I'm winning. How are you? (laughs) I wish I was actually there with you. Uh, I just came back from Vegas, um, and I was like, oh, I want to go see Bridget right now. (laughs) Well, I'm going to be in L.A. next week, so I'll see you. But I I miss my babies, Bridget. I'm not going to lie. I miss my little babies. I I miss my little Molly, my little Kira Lily. But but I'm so excited for today because I feel like we had a really dope interview. Uh, So fun. So fun. You never know when you start these interviews. I would say they've all been great. But you never know whether you're going to, like, fully click perfectly. And I feel like... We've been best friends for life. I feel like she just fit right into the trio. It was a trio immediately. Um, we went through so many topics. We talked about her book. We talked about different TV shows we love. We talked about, you know, just uh, like a million topics. And they just flowed effortlessly. And I loved Kerrigan Bryan so much. She's going to come back on for part two. We've already pre-scheduled it for next December. Loved it. Great interview. Great, great interview. It's like I always rate people by could they could, would I invite them to my house? You know what I mean? Like yes, could I they would. come to my house? She like, invited us to her town to hang yeah. out. Yeah, and I was like, I would invite. What she's more like, could I, we want? Yeah, what she's like, I'm coming to LA, and I'm like, well, my yeah. door is open. Like great. I, got, I got tea. <laughs> I got tea. I got water. I got, I got, got celery stalks. I got lacra. <laughs> a little lacra. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> Without further ado, let's get this shit poppin'. Let's get into it. Romance at a glance. Uh huh. Romance at a glance. What you saying? Romance at a glance. Go ahead, girl. Hi, everyone. We're here with Kerrigan Byrne, and I'm super excited because, as you guys may have remembered when we reviewed Business of the Blood, because it had a mystery and we didn't want to spoil the ending, we actually did our review a little bit different, Kerrigan, than we usually do. Usually, we spoil the shit out of every single book we read, (laughs) and we tell people in advance, like, come here knowing we're going to tell you every detail of the plot. We're going to read you quotes. We're going to go, we're going to dissect every, you know, we're doing the whole thing. But for years, we I, on the fly, told Shani, I didn't tell her, I didn't preface this. She prepared a normal podcast episode. And I said, you know, all I want to do is talk about the four main dudes and which one we hope she ends up with and has sex with first. <laughs> or which one she has sex with at the same time. Who are favorite <laughs> So we spent about 45 minutes in a real deep debate about, you know. Now like, I have do- to listen to this. I can't believe I missed it. <laughs> We're like, but do we want her to be with Jora? Obviously we do, but also the Blade. But maybe together, I'm just saying they're friends and coworkers and possibly right. it could all. Um, <laughs> So anyways, it was a really fun, fun way to do a review. Um, So you've written like a ton of books in a bunch of different genres. And now this one is like a little bit of a departure from like a traditional H.E. at the end romance. Um, Did you go into it writing knowing, oh, this is going to be more than one book? Or did you like as you were writing, you're like, oh, there's too much story here? Oh, yeah, I definitely wanted several books like I fell in love with Fiona really hard and I'm a series follower like I read a lot of series and I mean I was obsessed with Sookie Stackhouse Mysteries before True Blood even hit HBO like I love yeah like Lady Grey I love I love 
I love, I love lots of stuff. So, <laughs> so I, I definitely have always kind of wanted to sink into that where, um, I, mystery was what I started reading and I love romance in my mystery and I love mystery in my romance. And I don't always get to write as much mystery in my romance as I want to. And when I was shopping this around, most of my, most editors were saying, you need to write the romance out of this mystery. And I'm like, no, (laughs) I know, like, I don't want to, like, I want that whole, like, and I know it's cliche by now, but I really, I'm still a sucker for that whole, like, Bill, Eric. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You will know, they won't they. Alcide, Rose. Yeah, will they won't they. Or, like, maybe they all do before she mm-hmm. decides. Yes. Like, <laughs> like, that's kind of where. That's, yeah. that's kind of the, like, spoiler alert. That's the point. You know? <laughs> yeah. Listen, well, uh, one thing I will I say that we that talked point. about <laughs> for sure is, like, you, I feel like a lot of authors. Like that book, I mean, like this is one spoiler. Like if you like, she doesn't have sex with anyone in book one. But one thing I will say is that the sexual tension Ooh. and the like eroticism of it, the 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 like peaking of interest was, I mean, like props to you, so well written because a lot of books we read, there is sex on the page, and we're like, but it didn't do it for us, even though it was on the page. And for yours, we were both like, yo, she needs to pop our cherry <laughs> quick. We are on board. <laughs> So thank you. It was really exciting to read. I appreciate um, that. Shawnee's a big sucker for historicals, and I'm always um, interested how people like get into writing historicals because I find that people are either like really obsessed with like the real history, or they're just really obsessed with like the fantasy of the pomp and circumstances and the dresses and the cloak rooms and yeah. you know like right. maybe the the tension of like ooh we might get discovered in the garden or something like that. <laughs> well, I think it's fun to play with those rules because in a weird way there are more, so that's like a lot of conflict that can be had, social pressure, all of that kind of stuff, and like you can get away with more. You can, the mysteries can be a little bit, I mean, like it's hard to be a serial killer these days. You know what I mean? They had so much fun until the nineties and now it's like a whole situation that they can do. So like, that's something that's fun to play with is sort of the low tech stuff, you know, and the great, the great clothes and the beautiful language and all of that. So that's something that is a lot of fun for me. Um, but also it's the research. It's just the stuff that you learn about, like how people lived back then, how similar they are to now, kind of playing with the dynamics and politics and and class systems and that kind of thing. So it's it's kind of everything, but I, long story short, I am obsessed with history and I love that I get to write about it. So that's why. I'm, <laughs> I'm obsessed with Highlanders. It was like, Probably, maybe the first book I read was like a Daniel Steele. It was in my middle school library, and it was like it was. And once I found I found that I probably read maybe like two contemporary romances, and then I found historical, and then I feel like I spent ages fifteen, 
to 30, just completely in historicals and Highlanders were my number one favorite. I did the whole Scottish brogue in my mind. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And there's nothing sexier than that. I feel like if a, nope. if a dude walked up to me and just started speaking to me in a Scottish brogue, I'd be like, I don't give a fuck. I'll follow you home. Where are we going? Yeah. What's <laughs> yeah. My husband will not allow me, not allow me, but you know, he does not want me to go to Scotland by myself. <laughs> Because he's like, I'll never see you again. Some dude will call you less, and I'll never see you again. <laughs> That's fair. That's wrong. like why I didn't study abroad in Scotland. Because I was like, oh, I'll get married. Yeah. I'll, I'll find a motherfucker, and I'll be married <laughs> in be college. Married. I'll be like, Love oh, me. You, want, you want some bairns? I'll make time for you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's practice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Shawnee, I'm just now realizing yeah. that I should take I should take you to Scotland someday. Like we'll have to find some sort of romance convention that's happening in like Edinburgh or maybe in London, and then we'll just go into the Highlands, and then you can just gallivant and listen to people talk to you. Yeah. And you're There's so pretty too. People are going to eat you up. The romance author, a romance author and reader event in Edinburgh is happening this May. Wait, wait what now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> are you going um i'm a little undecided i'm i'm supposed to be going mm-hmm. i've paid for a table i'm supposed to be there i have a airbnb all set up mm-hmm. but like things are weird right now so i'm kind of mm-hmm. just sitting on it a little bit to see if mm-hmm. like how europe is doing with COVID. <laughs> yeah like all is the- covid the thing are we at war with russia like yeah. what is yeah. that you know so like yeah. Um, yeah, are all the flights really, gonna get you know. canceled? Like, is everything <laughs> exactly. gonna shut down again in Europe? Exactly. And then it's like, why would I go all the way there and we can't even right. like eat at a restaurant? Exactly. Like, I don't want to be. Or like, what if you have to quarantine? You know, like right. they just made yeah. it yeah, in for Germany. two weeks. Yeah. My sister lives in Germany, and they just made it that like if you go visit her, you have to quarantine. So I'm like, I don't want to go to Edinburgh and just sit there not looking at things. <laughs> you know, like, like sat in a hotel room I by yourself. Like, what, what's, this, what's this one called? What's this? Um, this they call it called? rare, but it's romance author and reader event. Oh, I remember that. Uh, they do it in like yeah. two locations a year or something mm-hmm, like that, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It, this year is Edinburgh and Paris, but Paris just yeah. got canceled, I believe. Whoa. Yeah, and because Paris was April, and then um, next year is melbourne and london slash florence and i'm gonna go to that or like die like i don't care (laughs) i will swim (laughs) swim across the atlantic i'll be the first chubby white girl to swim across the atlantic (laughs) i don't care well that's like i feel like that's I feel like, you know, for all of us, like we spend so much time creating shit at our house by ourselves. And like, that's like those conventions, those meetups, those, we were, we were like, oh, we're going to totally start doing live events. And then we were like, no, we're not. Um, (laughs) Not yet. Um, And like, that's like some of the joy of like, especially for you, like meeting your readers, like they write you notes and letters and stuff, but like getting to see someone smile and be excited about your book, that must be so great. It is great. It's really great. Yeah, I feel like, like, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I just say, I. it's something that you don't think about. I mean, maybe some people do, I don't know, but I never considered as be, wanting to be an author. I'm like, I'm a super introvert. So I kind of just feel, I felt like, what a great job. Cause I can just, like people will like me hopefully and know me hopefully, but I, I'm not gonna have to interface with anyone. You know? <laughs> and then like, I there were conferences and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is fun. Like people come liking me pre 
like to see generally and if they don't they just don't come talk to me which is yeah yeah usually yeah it kind of takes away the like the fear of meeting someone because you if they're coming up to you you already know they're coming up to you because they already know about you they know what you write they read your books they like you they're excited you're excited oh that's exciting yeah it's so nice and you get fun hugs and just Mm -hmm. I don't know you get to connect with people you never would you never would on regularly so yeah I miss it yeah. Yeah. We really want to go to one and just like rent a hotel room so that we can do like a ton of these author interviews in person and like actually meet people. Wouldn't that be uh, so fun? Yes. Or like contact the event and say like, Hey, can we do a panel and like, you know, talk to some of your authors and like, because we just like, we've done some in person, but it's like so much more fun when you get to like, like you said, give someone a hug and yeah. have coffee yeah. or a cocktail at the same time. Oh yeah. People talk more too when they've had a few I know I do. (laughs) I'm careful. I have like a, I have a strict like two drink max rule. Or you'll be spilling all the deets to your next. No, totally. Yeah, not just spoilers. I've just seen people act like, you know, it's spring break, and then like, no, what happened with the model? Like, (laughs) (laughs) they're always hanging around somewhere. So, oh my god that's so funny oh i never have the tea about anything so it would be fun to be like the only sober one and just like keep my big eyes open like what's going on you know it's funny because like we we got into this like pure just love for romance novels i just said Bridget, you want to do a podcast on romance novels she was like yeah let's do it and like we didn't understand necessarily like the romance world like there's a whole you know ecosystem you know and so we got in just like super naive and wide-eyed and we're like seeing like little romance drama over here romance drama over there this author this these fans this what the- <laughs> we were like yo <laughs> what, what yeah, thank you. yeah. <laughs> I, it's it's it was astonishing to me too because by and large i think the community is really supportive of each other and that kind of thing, you know, and I think there's been more drama now than there has been in a long time, but, and usually I'm anti that, but I don't know. I feel like, I think like we're calling some problematic things out of the herd right now. So like, mm-hmm. I'm feeling a little more comfortable about what's going on mm-hmm. now than, you know, yeah. Prior. I, I think that's a, a really uh, good statement because, uh, you know, not having drama doesn't necessarily mean that nothing's wrong. It just means nobody's talking about it. Right, right. Everybody's so, kind of whispering. And I think that that, I'm glad that that part's over. Or not over, but, you know. Like, that part's happened, and now we're yeah. in the... <laughs> yep. And now yeah. we're, like, it, it's a, I think we're just in a, like, weird, painful transitionary period. But I feel like we'll come out on the other side. Yeah. Feeling I, better about everything as a whole. At least I hope so. I feel like the in world general, doesn't explode or whatever. The, the world feels like middle school right now. Like I, I was, I was falling asleep last night and I thought to myself, you know, I, right now, personally, I feel like the, um, like my government feels like my narcissistic parent and, <laughs> and the world feels like middle school to me <laughs> and middle school was awkward. Yeah. <laughs> like, like every, everybody's trying to flesh it out. You're getting titties for the first time. You know, you're like, yeah. you're home, everything's going fluctuating up and down. You're fighting over bullshittery, but some stuff's important. Some stuff's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how everything feels to me right now. And that's why I, I just stay in my house. <laughs> yeah, agreed. 
Like I might do this even if we weren't in a in a panorama because yeah. I it's too peopley out there. <laughs> like it's, it's, things are crazy. Everyone needs to settle down. First. One thing I do miss though, if everyone having masks on, is like I used to love just sitting and people watching or traveling and people watching. Um, do you feel like you get a lot of outside inspiration for your characters and stuff, or is it more just like internal? You had a thought and then you sort of like research and unravel it. You know, that's a good question. I feel like I have become a less interesting and introspective person because I don't have that many experiences. Like people, mm. when you talk to people, you're kind of like, people ask you like, what's going on? And I kind of feel like same thing I do every night, Pinky, you know, <laughs> I'm just trying to, trying to survive. Like I don't have other than working and like talking to people online generally, like I go to the dog park, like that's my new social situation because like we all just stand there and dog people are cool and we watch our dogs play and we're six feet apart outside like talking. So, but other than that, I mean, I just, that's life right now. So usually when it comes to inspiration, a lot of times I get it from all of the other stuff I'm doing, streaming things, reading things, playing video games interactions with people like this yeah. you know meeting new people mm -hmm. and listening to what they want or like or whatever so no i agree that i i just got on the airplane with my two and four year old yesterday for the first time since before the pandemic just mm -hmm. and we we're flying out we're in tahoe right now and gonna ski for the week and then awesome. go to la and see family for the week and see shawnee and right. um <laughs> And I agree, because I feel like I had more to say to my husband yesterday than I have had to say to him in the last, like, three weeks, just because he's always with me. He works from home. I work from home. We're with the kids. We don't, like, on the weekends, like, we have a very limited circle of people that we see. Mm -hmm. And um, it was the first time that we were, like, apart. And I was like, oh, my God. And then this funny – and then the kids did this funny thing. And then, like, I was super mad about this. And then this happened. And I was just, like, a lot, because I was doing that, getting that ex those experiences, like you said. So, um I That's agree, exactly especially with COVID, yeah. like limiting your world so much. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I, there isn't, there just isn't as much inspiration to be had. It kind of feels like every, mm -hmm. like not only are we in the house, everybody else is kind of too. Mm -hmm. yeah. But sometimes the ones who aren't provide a lot of fodder <laughs> for conversation. Fodder for conversation. <laughs> so there's that, you know. But um, yeah, yeah, I feel yeah. that. I feel that because I, I was talking to my brother yesterday. And I was just like, I just feel stagnant. Um, and I, I'm not a stagnant person. And he's like, he's, he said, Shawnee, you're not stagnant. He's like, <laughs> he's like, you might be stagnant for you, but trust me, you're doing enough right now. Um, but I, it just feels that way. Everything just feels kind of stale, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, and so I was like, I, I got to shake off this feeling. I'm a very introverted person as well. And I'm like, you know, it's bad when like introverts are like, I really got to get out. Like, I really, <laughs> <Exactly>. I really. <laughs> <laughs> there was a weird couple of months where everybody was like i'm home and this is awful and i'm like i'm fine kind of fine. i'm fine yeah <laughs> i'm totally fine and then you know after a while i kind of got like okay hold on you know yeah i went to dinner with friends one day and i came home and i was like that was so nice like, yeah that was <laughs> But again, oh. I feel like I'm forgetting how to talk to people or what you to are. say to people. Yeah, you are. OK, 
Okay, mm-hmm. you're not. Let me tell you, you are not the only one because, like, I so like uh, growing up, I never really did small talk well at all. I didn't understand small talk, and I didn't. There was a whole lot of conversations or interactions I didn't understand with people. So my older sister, like, taught me like this is the things you say. Like, you meet somebody, you greet them, then just compliment anything. Find something, compliment it. Right. So I had this like whole script on how you like talk to people. You know, like my the whole same life. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah, and then. The pandemic hit, the whole pandulce, and then <laughs> it's, I went out to go see like my friends, people I really love, and we're having conversation, and this is me, just like, uh, uh, yeah, uh, it's like <laughs> you haven't, you never, you didn't practice your practice your masking anymore, and you lost it. Yeah, <laughs> lost totally, it. totally, and I have to like train my face what to do now because you know you, so much is behind a mask, and I'm like, is my face doing the thing? It's supposed to be doing. <laughs> like, Yo, like, now I, I don't want to so give awesome. up. I don't want to give up the mask because because of that. When Bro. somebody when somebody says something really dumb, I, a long time ago, I trained myself just to keep it keep it in the you know like keep mm-hmm. it behind the eyes. And now with masks, I've been free enough to like smirk and make cr- like crazy mm-hmm. faces and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then now I find that if I don't wear the mask. I'm like, oh shit, Shauna, you're doing the face. Shauna, you're doing the face. <laughs> like, oh boy, oh boy, yeah. they, can, they can see your face. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also going to miss because, like, I gained weight. Like, I've been eating all my feelings. And so now I'm like, I have at least a couple more chins than I did before. And the mask really helps with that. Like, so now I'm like, oh man. Like, I'm going to go back into public and everybody's going to be like, didn't Kerrigan have a jaw at one point? <laughs> nobody nobody out there has a job (laughs) (laughs) where did that did that did that thing eat kerrigan burn like what happened and i'll be like yeah i um she was sitting there writing and snacking (laughs) that's all literally (laughs) writing snacking playing video games that's what i'm saying i'm like if you if you as long as you're writing i I eat everything (laughs) under the sun i just want that book at the end of it Dear Romance Besties, if you want to support the show, head over to patreon.com forward slash romance at a glance to check out our awesome perks, including stickers, watching movies with us, naughty book boxes, and you can even be on the show. Can't be a patron? You can still support the show by purchasing books or things we recommend through our affiliate links on our show notes and our dope-ass website. Thanks for the commission. Or you can leave a review for the show on Apple Podcasts. Screenshot your review, send it to us on Instagram, and we'll send you some stickers. Now... I have a random question for you. Sure. Um, so uh, we talk about this on our podcast, actually, um, how we wish that books had trigger warnings in the in them. And then recently in this last week, it's kind of popped off on TikTok about people talking about trigger warnings in books. And there's like this this argument of like some people want the trigger warning. Some people think it will give away what's going to happen in the book or significant plot points or something like that. So there's a lot of conversations. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of uh, conversation about that. So I'm very curious as to what your thoughts are. Like I thought about this a lot and I think it's kind of one of those nuanced things where both sides could be right and both sides could be mistaken or whatever like but actually more both sides could be right you know like I mm-hmm. think I think anything that you do or any decision that you make if the just de- if the decision is made with other people's 
feelings and well-being in mind, then that's not, it's not a bad decision to make, you know? So I think it's probably as much as sometimes initially I cringed away from the idea because of that spoilers and because in my heart of hearts, initially, I think I felt like, you know, some art and some book should be triggering and should make you think and should make you feel and should make you face your demons. And it's, it's almost a safe place to do so. And so I, I thought that that was kind of a strong opinion of mine um, because reality is triggering. And if you try to be realistic in books, you know, it's kind of like, here it is, you know, but at the same time, like I said, that's, that was kind of my initial thought where I was a little bit like, don't censor me, nobody, you know, like, it's just, <laughs> like, but, but, but I, I truly deep down feel like <sighs> when anything like this comes up, the, the right thing to do is what's best, what protects people from pain, you know? And so end of the day, like, I would be open to trigger warnings, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't tend, I, my publisher hasn't tended to use them thus far. So I haven't really like been a huge part of the conversation, I guess, but I have, honestly, that makes a lot of sense because I have been getting more people contacting me about some of the stuff that's in my books from even that I wrote Mm -hmm. 10 years ago when trigger warnings were a thing Mm -hmm. you know and going like yeah you should you should do this and so I've been it's been on my mind but I'll be honest it hasn't been on the forefront of my mind Mm -hmm. I don't know yeah I know I know some authors that we've talked to you said like an easy solve is just putting like a quick little thing on your website like you know when people go to look at it because then yeah you know, then it doesn't, if you, if you don't want to necessarily have it be in the actual physical book for Amazon reasons or for publisher reasons, then you can just be like, you know, all these right. content warnings are on my website. So you can go there and check them out and see what's right. there. I um, had kind of a fraught conversation with a, a person, a reader who um, approached me at Book Bonanza a year ago and was like, I just want you to know that one of your books uh, triggered me very hard. And I just feel, you know, I started reading this. I started reading this scene and I, I knew what it was going to do to me. And I, you know, like I could see where it was going and I just don't appreciate that it went there. And at the time I was like, well, I'm really sorry that that, hurt you that something I wrote hurt you but also like if you saw that it was going in that direction why didn't like you have the autonomy to put the book down like you don't have to hurt yourself either mm-hmm. you know and I and I was like so there's that <laughs> you I know think that's like it's, honestly I think that's like yeah. the best case for trigger warnings is that so like I as a reader can just be educated and know going in because right. there's sometimes I read trigger warnings and I'm like okay cool I'm down for like a heavy book today yeah. or I'm down for like and and I think one of the things a lot of the people we've talked to is like the marketing of a book 
So like your books, like if you're marketing me a, like a thriller in Victorian England, I'm like, okay, some shit's going down. So right. I kind of, I'm like in that mindset. But if you marketed me like business of blood, for instance, and you're like, it's a fun rom-com and she has four, right. four bows, right. then I'd be have, like, yo, yeah. the fuck are you talking about? There's yeah. gore, yeah. people are getting yes. murdered constantly. Yes. Like, what are you talking about? Like, right. I think it's also... Um, it's not just on the writers. I think it's on like also the marketers and the publishers right. to, you know, well, I've seen a lot of these illustrated covers and you think illustrated cover, how fun yeah, this gonna book is going to be conflict free. Yeah, no. And then you go in and you're like, Oh, Whoa, that was heavier was than I. Right. So, well, and that's the problem know, too, is like, I, 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 to finish that thought, it, it was like that, that night I was laying in the bed at my hotel and I was sort of like, that's the shitty thing about triggers though. Mm-hmm is that you pull the trigger is instant. You know what I mean? If you're mm-hmm. triggered, it's there. It, the damage is already done mm-hmm. and you didn't yeah. get a warning. And that's like a bummer. So it's, to say the least, you know, so I just, I do understand. I do understand that. And especially going into romance where like, I don't get to pick my covers. I don't, you know, I don't get to pick the copy or the blurb on the back. And so I don't know if you would pick up the highwayman or something like that or the hunter and be like, okay, well, this is going to be, there's going to be some dead bodies in here, you know, where, so I understand if some people would have been surprised by that. Whereas if you pick up the business of blood and it's sort of like, she cleans up crime scenes, that's, that's (laughs) evident. And this is a Jack the Ripper tale. That's evident. Like, don't right. come in my right. reviews and be like, this was gory. Agreed. Like, really? Yeah, agreed. Was it? Was it gory? <laughs> was it Jack the Ripper story gory? Was That's it about nice. Jack the Ripper and a lady yeah. who's of crime scenes? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. there was blood on the page. Well, there's blood fucking everywhere. That's what she does yeah. is clean up blood for a living. Like, exactly. so that's that's the difference, I think. Like, if you're yeah. going to go read Silence of the Lambs and then bitch about how you right. hate reading oh, yeah. about serial killers, like, I don't yeah. know how to help you. You know, dude, that's our main soapbox. If you don't like a genre, don't read that genre. If you don't mm-hmm. like an author, stop reading stop that. Reading author. Like, don't yeah. hurt yourself. Reviews. Just stop. Yeah. If you don't like contemporary romance, don't read it. There's plenty. Right. If you don't like, you know, suspense or erotica in your romance, don't read those authors. There's plenty of other ones in this. <laughs> no, totally. and don't leave one stars for. Like we laugh because like it's so harmful to authors to leave like one star reviews for something that's like this book had too much sex. Mm-hmm. And then you'll see like the same person review like four or five of their books. And I'm like, stop hurting yourself. If you don't <laughs> yeah, like exactly. it, move on. You stop hurting them. them. Stop hurting yeah. yourself. Just yeah. move on. Like, you know, the point was, like, how many people made such a huge deal over like hating Twilight, but read all of those books? Like, oh, I, like all of them. And then they would just do nothing but like bitch about it. And like, I put, I put Twilight down after 50 pages. Not because I didn't think it was a good story, just because I was like, I don't, I don't read YA so much. Like I, I tend to read about adults, and like if I have vampires, like I, they've got to be like blood drinking, biting people. Wearing, <laughs> yeah, I want them like, to suck out yes, blood. Like, yeah, I want totally. them to crave me. all of that, yeah. and that's just that's just me. So I'm saying yeah. if that you know, it's I, it had nothing to do with like what the book was or that I had to like take a giant shit on an entire phenomenon. Cause that's mm-hmm. not it. It just wasn't for me, but like then yeah. put the book down, you know, yeah. like don't sure. read the whole thing and then pick it apart. Five books that's into it. Right? You know what I mean? Like what like, you know, the hours you spent reading? It's yeah, like five like books. That. They're all long. Like you could have been reading yeah. whole other series. It's a, so, so when it comes to, when it comes to like the, the warnings of the books or the trigger warnings and that, and that sort of thing, 
Um, one, so one of the reasons we really talk about it is because I have that thing, right? Where I have like a childhood trauma that always comes up in like, I feel, I feel like 70% of books have some sort of like sexual assault situation that happened and that they're coming away from, right? Right. I, I read romance to escape. I don't want to be in reality. I pick up a book because I'm like, hey, take me away from this place, right? <laughs> so, so when I read romance right, yeah, and yeah. it's and it's real like that, I'm like, that, that, you know, and some days I'm, I want to go, like some days I'm okay to go it that way. And then some days I'm not, some days I'm already like on the edge and I'm like, you know what? I don't, I don't want that in my whatever. And so I personally, I like the, the, for myself, if I'm talking for myself, I like the idea of being able to like, I don't know, open the back cover and see like icons, little icons that say like, oh, okay. That's what's in that, that could be in here, you know, cool. And then I can put that book away for another day when I'm not necessarily like, you know, or when I'm in a mood to be like, oh, I can read something a little heavier. Or I can read something with that in it or whatever. Um, and I'm still in like the musing phase of like, you know, of the arguments that I've like followed on Twitter, uh, on TikTok. I love watching people's arguments on this, by the way, like either. No, because it side. helps you think about other perspectives too. Yeah. Like, I think perspective is really important. It's, it's, it's super important. And I think like what you said earlier, sometimes I find that a lot of arguments have two truths and everybody thinks that there can only be one truth and there can be more than one, you know, Mm -hmm. truth. And they're also, we were talking about like, um, that creating, you can create lists of authors who do have trigger warnings and authors that don't. And if they don't have trigger warnings, then maybe you're not using it. If you need trigger warnings, then you don't buy a book that doesn't have trigger warnings, you know, um, that sort of thing. Um, but it also a little bit feels to me sometimes like, like when we came into the, you know, in the, this whole like, uh, pandemic, we talked about protecting the most vulnerable in our society, right? Like wear your, wear your mask so you can protect the most vulnerable in the society. And I think sometimes when you talk about trigger warnings, it's the same, it boils down to that same argument, right? You can't, you do have your right to do whatever you want. You have the right, but are you willing to help protect yes. the most vulnerable in your community? And so uh, mm-hmm. that's just kind of where I left it off before I fell asleep last night. <laughs> mm-hmm. I no, like, I think that's a great place yeah. to land. Yeah, I think I think that's a great place to think of it. And I, I didn't start out thinking that way because I selfishly only came from my perspective. And I was sort of like oftentimes write about trauma or traumatic things or whatever from a place of, okay, this is experiences that I had or traumas that I have. And I find it cathartic to find um, commiseration with other people that have gone through the same thing or reading about happy endings to people who have gone through the same thing. Or like, it's not like I like to roll in it like a dead thing, you know, but like I, I do enjoy, not enjoy, but like I find that great and and it doesn't I'm not generally triggered I enjoy the darker side of stuff I guess and so I only had that perspective as a reader and as a writer and I hadn't really talked to a lot of people about anything else so I was sort of like what's the big deal you know and um I think that's why these conversations are so important because then you hear from other people what the big deal is and that you're reminded that your perspective is not the only perspective and your needs are not the only needs and your way is not the only right way. And you have to 
make decisions that protect other people from pain or from you causing them pain. And I think that that's, I do think that that's really important. And if you can do that and like, it's not that hard to be like, spoiler alert, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. or just like I mean, trigger warning that we're yeah, going to talk about warning. there's yeah. assault is you don't even say who gets assaulted, what happens. You're just like right. trigger warning, you know, yeah. just gives you a baseline. Um, I have a, a question. Really list. Are you, yeah, right. Are you, do you live in Washington state still? Yeah. I yeah. saw something. Okay. Yeah. Do you feel, do you, are you in part of like a Washington state romance writers group or something? Because we have talked to a lot of romance writers from Washington <laughs> state. And I don't know if it's like the sweeping panoramas or the <laughs> rain. So you're just inside all the time. But I have found that per capita, the people we talked to, there has been a lot more Washington state folks than yeah, I like was from Iowa. Astonished how many people live there. Like, big names too, yeah. you know, and I didn't move here thinking that, but it was, but that is definitely what drew me here. It's a, it's a really great place to fill the creative. Well, I mean, it's, there's green everywhere. It's beautiful. The weather's really temperate. I mean, it does rain a lot, but less than, less than it's famous for, to be honest, like it's the winter is rainy, mm-hmm. but I come from the Rocky mountains where the winter is snowy. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, still gray. So I, um, but I think that is definitely it. It's especially if you're writing historicals and stuff, there's, there's that sort of broody Gothic feel to the mm. ocean. It's wild. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just, it's so it rocky. Go and lose yourself. And the mat, like I was literally just walking a couple of trails with my dogs the other day and all of the trees have moss on them and the light was filtering in. And I'm like, I could literally be in Scotland right now. Like, where's my dude? You know what I mean? Like, where's my home? So I do think we, you know, I do think that's a thing. It's a, it's a really great place for artists. I think another reason is the state doesn't have any uh, business or income tax. Also nice. Also nice. So, as an LLC, it's yeah, it's it's nice too. That saves me five percent of my income versus most other states, at least. So for sure, yeah. When we were, I mean, so I just moved from California to Illinois, Mm -hmm. and the income tax is half as much, but the property tax is double. So it's like we're basically like we come out a little ahead, but basically at a right. We have a, we have really high, like so. you buy a car you or a house or yeah, anything yeah. like that. We have a lot of like luxury tax. We have casinos and stuff too. And weed. So like, <laughs> that's like that's tax. Yeah. <laughs> and like, um, what else? Really high alcohol tax. There's stuff oh, like okay. that. Like I'll pay, an, I'll pay another, for, you know, you buy a bottle of scotch, you pay another 20 bucks and yeah. you should. Yeah. Ooh. It's like Utah. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, except for it's not state run, but I was like, I was like, I'm always surprised when I travel around the world, like the places that you would think, like maybe the places that have like in your mind have drinking cultures, you're like, oh, alcohol must be really cheap in these places. And sometimes it is. And then sometimes it's exorbitant. And you're like, how do you have a drinking culture when you all are paying so much money for alcohol? Like, (laughs) what? Well, everybody (laughs) here has breweries and wineries because that is not taxed. It's like, it's just liquor. It's like a so it's it. so like you cannot swing a dead cat without hitting like a, a someone brewing beer like I don't have a problem with it but nothing wrong with an outdoor patio and some beers and no one of my like favorite 
festivals that we have in my town is called the strange brew fest Mm -hmm. and it's in october and it's just like everybody's freaky weird beers like there's (laughs) dill pickle beer and candy corn beer and just all sorts of crazy crazy beer that's oh i love like a lot of fun yeah i I just started brewing mead it's my pandemic one of my you did (laughs) (laughs) wait i want to know what what are all hey look at that you were like i don't have anything interesting to say and now you have your mead hobby but it's not that interesting you just like boil some honey and put some shit in it and then put it in the basement like until it is alcoholic and then you drink it (laughs) like it's pretty does okay, it taste wait, good? That's the whole story. I don't but, know yet. I haven't opened it. Oh, you haven't had it yet. <laughs> it's still alcoholing. Now. I just want to. I want you to Instagram you. us when you try it okay, so that we can but, we can see the result. But can you put it in like a tankard? Can you put it in like? Yes. Like, yes. Oh I God. bought all. Yes. Yes. You can. And I, I and I bought all these like kind of fun bottles, and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to do this for a living now, but I'm not. I, <laughs> I just it. want to. I just do that a lot. Like I'm kind of ADHD, so I. I have a lot of hobbies that I start and then I do once and I'll have like a batch of meat and then I'll go over to be like, well, I'm going to raise sheep wanna, now. I don't know. Listen, I want to, I want to reframe this for you. Right? As, as somebody, as somebody else who has ADHD, it is all over the place. Right. Like, I, so your hobby is starting hobbies. Like your hobby mm-hmm. is start like learning about a hobby. So once you've learned it and you've done it mm-hmm. once, you're cool. Mm-hmm. You can move on to like something else. Right. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> the hobby is master actually- of none. Yeah. <laughs> And I forget, I have a shit memory too. So I forget everything I've ever learned. Like Yo. I used to crochet an entire blanket and then people are like, how do you crochet? I'm like, I don't know. That was five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah, know what you're on. talking about. Yeah. Was I involved in that? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. My, uh, my friends had a baby recently and they asked me a baby question. Oh yeah. I was just going to say, they asked me a baby question. And I have a two-year-old and I was like, yeah, and I was like, I don't remember that time in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Two years ago, it's gone Go ahead, Sonny, what were you going to say? I was going to say that, oh, because because I start all these hobbies or different things, I always have something I can talk to someone about. Like, if I meet someone in a random country somewhere, and we have to- two totally different backgrounds, there's always some obscure hobby that I did years ago that allows me to like connect with a a person or like you know and I remember distinctly my cousin was talking shit to me because I went down this rabbit hole on YouTube about beekeeping right which led me into wasps and killer wasps and this whole this whole situation you yeah. water hornets, the whole thing. And so she was making fun of me and she was like, yeah, g- good job. Good, like, use of your time. Like, when are you ever going to need to know about, like, bees and murder hornets? Well, literally two days later, I go to my sister's house and she has an infestation of wasps in her chimney, right? Oh, and and they're running around spraying, like, spraying the wasp um, with this, like, some, some super chemical, which I later found out was just water. My niece put water in a spray bottle, right? Uh. Um, and, and so I was like, I know how to get rid of them. Like I can kill them really easily. And she was like, no, you can't. I was like, yes, I can. I'm really, I'm really versed in how to get rid of them. And it's literally just soapy water. I've been preparing for this day my whole life. I've been prepared. And I got rid of the whole wasp infestation because of my YouTube deep dive into bullshit. See, if I could remember useful stuff, that would be great. But I'll learn something like that, and I won't remember that. But, like, ask me when zippers were invented, and I'll be like, it's February of 1914, so don't use zippers before then. You know what I mean? So there's, like, just totally useless shit in there. 
and it crowds out all of the like anything great like people that i love's birthdays or (laughs) speaking of we one of the questions we like to ask if you're okay with it is like um, you said you're married and your husband told you not to go to Scotland. So aside from not going to Scotland by yourself, <laughs> what do you think is the key to a long, uh, like maintaining a long relationship and a long HEA? I feel like relationships work the best when both people are anxiously engaged in the other person's happiness. And if you're doing that as much as possible, in my opinion, you you won't be perfect or like in my experience, you won't be perfect at giving that other person what they need all of the time, but at least you're going to be trying your very best because you were, you want their happiness is more important than yours. And if your happiness is more important than theirs, then at least neither of you are empty and you're always trying. And if you care about that, then quick communication of like, no, my needs are this. Can you adjust what you're doing goes over generally well you know Mm -hmm. so I think that that's something that we focused on ever since the beginning Mm -hmm. it's just trying to put ourselves aside and put the other first but it it fall when it falls out of balance that's when problems happen because if you're thinking about me and I'm thinking about me then somebody's (laughs) not getting taken care of you know (laughs) so for sure how long have you guys been together uh 19 years Oh, yeah, this past November, and we've been married 17. So awesome. Yeah, amazing. I I remember Um, when I couldn't get past the six month mark with somebody. I'd be like, six months, (laughs) Ah, it's not working out. (laughs) Yep. I feel like six months is like as long as you can sort of hide your crazy from other Mm -hmm. people. Like, that's when the real you comes out. Yeah. Because all of that stuff kind of fall, like all the facade that you put on that like first date facade starts, you start to be like, I'm not wearing makeup today or I'm not, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm not yeah. doing this. Or you see somebody that's, I always tell my kids and they're actually my, my husband's kids, but we raised them. Um, but I was like, when you are in a relationship with someone, be in a relationship for like a year before you make any big decisions, because you want to see somebody in every season and go through everything. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. how do they handle anger? How do they handle disappointment? How do they handle travel? Something uh, travel, <laughs> travel together. Yeah. Oh and my gosh, or that a funeral. Would, yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. Like that's the one thing my yeah. husband and I don't do very well is travel together. <laughs> like we do it, we do it, but like I, we always end up frustrated with each other because I am sort of just like. I'm an anxious traveler in that I don't want anything to go wrong, like a plane to fall out of the sky, but I'm also kind of like, it's cool. I have a credit card and a cell phone and a, Mm -hmm. and a bag full of stuff. And if we forgot something or if we lose something or like if, if something happens that we can't control, like we'll figure it out. Like, well, everything will be fine. We'll get there. Don't worry. Um, and from the second we leave the house to the second our ass is where it's supposed to be, he's just, he's just a man on a mission. I'm like, he's, <laughs> he needs to be from A to B and everywhere in between is just pain and sadness and the people in his way. Do you know what I mean? And I'm just kind of floating through. Oh, yeah. like, oh, look at that. Oh, blah, 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 blah. Like, I guess we're supposed to go over here. Oh, that was the wrong thing that we did, you know. 
but that's okay. Look where we are now. And he's just yeah. like, no. Like once, like he was zip tie my duffel bags closed so that I like the so that they don't come open in the middle of a flight or something or whatever. He'll like, and then I'll be like, I can't get in here to get my fucking pills or anything because like I can't bring a knife on the plane to get these guys in zip bags. So like, there's stuff like that where we just don't. So that's the only way we just don't really jive. That's so funny. I'm enjoying. I tell my... and he has to get there first. So I so when like I feel this way about Target. So if I go to Target by myself, obviously I do my thing. Some days it's short, some days it's long, but usually I like look around, check something out. If I go with my kids, we walk around because there's so much to look at. We look at stuff, yeah. we talk about stuff. I teach them about colors. It's an experience. Mm-hmm. I go with my husband, and I tell him before we get into the store, and I'm like. We have no timeline. We are not in a rush. There's nowhere to go. There is no. um, We are not trying to get out of here in 10 minutes. We're not trying to get out of here in an hour. We are going to, if you would like to come with us. Now I have to be very, if you would like to be on this trip with us, then you need to appreciate that this journey yeah exactly like so that's how we travel too because he's like he's like we need to go get to the hotel and i'm like but look at this coffee shop we could have coffee in yeah and so i have to tell him in advance like we're we're not on a schedule today the only thing we have to do is be on the plane on time everything else we don't have to do on time i am the worst magpie shopping so i don't even take him i don't even take him no like i don't yeah i leave him because he doesn't want to go he doesn't like shopping and i enjoy myself i am there yeah for the experience and i will be there till my feet hurt and i need to yes so like yeah i just have learned that he that's not something he enjoys and we ruin that experience for each other like for sure i think that's healthy you should have separate hobbies separate things to do fulfill separate needs i think it's very good i went to costa rica with my family last year and Mm -hmm. people were bringing their partners and that sort of thing and i told my partner i was like you know what no i would like to you not to come and i asked my best friend from high school to come with me and Mm -hmm. when we had a blast i mean we had a total blast and i Mm -hmm. i've been because i like when i entered like polyamory it Mm -hmm. a big thing and that is diversifying need and that's not just sexual need it's everything it's your playtime it's your interests it's like your partner doesn't have to be involved in all the things you want you can find someone else who can be involved in the other things that you like or whatever and it it taught me that i didn't need a partner i just needed friendships for you know for like different activities or things that i wanted to do and so i like my my i travel really well with her we Mm -hmm. we we're no fuss no muss we're both run on the same time because not Mm -hmm. everybody runs on the same time no agreed agreed that's also a thing and she doesn't and we don't do things every day like i when i travel i can't do activity 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 i have like you can i can do an activity but then i gotta rest for two days and i can do an activity and i gotta rest for two days you know um and so she was at the same would not survive a vacation with me (laughs) i'd be dragging her i'd be like let's go skydiving she'd be like get away from me you crazy bitch When I went to Japan every day, every day, like my, my previous partner was like, oh, there's a, there's a temple. We can like, we can go to the temple. I was like, we just saw three temples yesterday. I'm, I'm staying in today. I'm ordering room service today. That's what's happening. Yeah. But that's part of vacationing. You gotta relax, yeah. man. I'm the same I way. I am the same way that way. Like I like to do a thing a day. Yeah. 
Like, this mm-hmm. is the thing we're doing. We're going to go see this thing. We're going to go to see the show, go to this museum, do, you know, whatever we want. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the time, I'm going to stare at the walls mm-hmm. or at the scenery or at the TV or at a book, like, and not mm-hmm. move my body. Yeah. Except for to put food in it. <laughs> and to I take just, food out of it and other than that we're done like that's all i just feel like every time like i travel somewhere people are like you did you traveled all the way here to like stay in the room or to like stay at the pool or the hotel whatever and i'm like yes i did because <laughs> yeah. because i can't relax at home right it doesn't feel like a vacation if i stay home because then i got jobs i have to clean, to my, have to clean have to my own clean, bathroom at home you know so i have, <laughs> exactly. so I have to leave yeah. and if i'm gonna leave i might as i might as well be in you know in venice mm-hmm. or whatever and then i can people watch from my balcony and i love yeah. i love to see people from afar i really enjoy people from afar so i, I stand up like, i'll wave at my from my balcony <laughs> how you doing and yeah. then i go in my room i eat my food i have all my snacks all the comforts you know and i know mm-hmm. that i'm in another place so yes <laughs> so yep. i got no problem <laughs> but we you can um you can use this in a book if you want to care again but i was okay. on my drive from california mm-hmm. to chicago <laughs> Mm-hmm. During the pandemic, in every hotel room we went to, all of the room service was closed because of the pandemic. No, and I had terrible. my kids with me, and mm-hmm. we were like maxing our days. And so every hotel we got to, we'd be like, "Is the room service open?" And they're like, "Oh, I'm so sorry, we're not doing room service." And we were like, "Fuck you guys, we have to go out this night now. God <laughs> damn it, we've been in the car all day. We don't want to take these kids to a restaurant. Also, want to bring me food wrapped in goddamn saran wrap." No, with saran yeah. wrap over my juice so I can eat it in my bed that I don't have to clean after. <laughs> this, is what yeah. I want. this is what I want for my life. Yeah. It was the most disappointing five days, five yeah. hotels in a oh, row. Yeah. I was like, yeah. this pandemic can kiss my ass is what it is. kiss my entire, <laughs> entire behind. I, yeah. <laughs> lot, after the pandemic, I have a lot of behind. There's a lot of Yeah, behind. all of my expanding. Yeah. Yes. Uh, no, I, yeah. I, like my husband and I had our anniversary um, in 2020 and it was like in the summer and we had uh, gotten a Airbnb in Cannon Beach, like just like right on the beach. And we were like, the whole state was on fire. The whole West was on fire. Mm-hmm. Like the, the fires were very close to where it was. Like the sky was choked out and we're like, mm-hmm. what do we do? Do we not go? But we couldn't get a res- refund or anything and so he's like i mean we're just staring at four walls maybe we'll just enjoy staring at a different four walls like (laughs) you know and so we went and we couldn't go outside because the air was too choked to smoke literally just like we were on the beach and couldn't see the ocean that's how smoky it was like it was apocalyptic smoke and so we just stayed inside we got grubhub a lot and like we took the playstation and like played video games and played with the dogs and like kind of sat in the airbnb most of the time not looking at the ocean on our ocean vacation <laughs> so like, but it was fun it was fun because we yeah. left the house yeah. for the first time in months and months and we were still mm-hmm. really careful and we were in a very small town you know so we didn't people mm-hmm. and stuff yeah. but we were like this was worth it this was good for our mental health even for though sure. we did the exact same thing yeah. that we're doing at home what, what, ga- what games are you playing over there Right now, I'm playing a lot. I'm 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 playing Destiny too, uh-huh. just like a first-person shooter. That's on that's on uh, PlayStation. Yeah, but usually usually I play like uh, story games. I love Assassin's Creed because the history stuff. I yeah. love 
Uncharted. Are you excited like, about the Uncharted movie? The trailer looks so fucking yes. good. I was very skeptical about about Tom Holland because I love him as a Spider-Man. Yeah, I but him. I was like, is he Nathan Drake? I don't know. But then I saw, then I saw it, and I was like, all right, I buy it. Well, my husband is a huge, huge gamer, and he's like mm-hmm. super worried because most video game adaptation movies are terrible. Are terrible. Yeah, and, I love Tomb um, Raider, and I hate every Tomb Raider movie. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he's we're cautiously optimistic we're Me very too. cautiously optimistic i've about seen it. snippets and i'm like okay yeah. tom holland. okay, okay. okay tom happen. holland you can get I mean, it i have already have i have a list of guys that i wanted to be nathan drake i don't know where it is right now but it's there. So. i feel like romance authors probably make the best casting directors oh my god I, that would be the best that would be the best job i would love it so much but I do. Yeah, I just do have it. a bevy of hot dudes, one after another, come yeah, into the room yeah. and read a romantic scene at you and stare in the lens. Mm-hmm. Part tell of you they my love like, you. part of my thing to do is like go Pinterest board mm-hmm. casts for what I'm writing, so that I can kind of pull that up when I need to do. But the funniest thing for me is when so um, think of visually think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I see like so like for the Black Dagger Brotherhood, people make a lot of like cast boards for like oh, which who's who and whatever and it's funny right. to go look at them because one day Bridget and I were looking at it and we're like that, yeah that's that's really them oh no that's not that's not who nah, they nah, nah, and, they missed yeah. it yeah. and it's interesting to think about like how you see a character versus how somebody else does like mm-hmm. a lot of times so I generally don't like blonde like um my vampire is blonde I don't like my my hero's blonde right yeah um and so I generally don't if they're blonde I just replace it <laughs> I don't even think of them as <laughs> yeah, being blonde yeah. and there's one of my favorite characters that always every time I see the board and somebody has not blonde because he's blonde in the book i'm like no i saw someone say the other day like the audacity of authors to think that they can tell us what a character looks yeah. like how dare they yeah. how dare they Honestly, you told me and i threw it out i already know what not. i see them right i i actually i actually think and if i ever like wrote a romance novel or any novel i probably would do this i don't need the author to describe not one bit about that person they just if they just say it's a male it's it's a male to whatever my brain instantly populates what i want that person to right. look like and i right. disregard everything else if he's got a crazy as long as you get as long as you star, get the the like they're intelligent they're witty they're yeah. mischievous like yeah. you don't necessarily need to know like I don't need a description like, of their abs or this or that because it, honestly, <laughs> their it's, abs. A, it's a pair of abs. I know. It's a pair of, you know when you start Or do I need their abs? That's the thing. No. If I if would need more of a description fit. of that than maybe like hair color, eye color. Yeah. You no, know, if you, if you like, said like a fit, if you said like a fit male, blah, 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 my brain will create my idea of like a fit male, whatever. Yeah. Like, it's kind of like, um, there's another conversation on TikTok. I didn't know this. Like some people don't think have like a inner dialogue. Right. So like my brain talks to me. I talk in they my don't brain. Is that a, and, wait and, for real? Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> what? Yeah. I bet those like, people are happier in general. Yeah, I'm I, sure. I think so too. Because the bitch in my head says all sorts of bullshit, you know. Right. And, and but some people don't. They think in pictures, feelings, things, whatever. And my, I think in a combination of the two, right? So, mm-hmm. so, um, which blew my mind. I'm when I say I went down a rabbit hole of like, what people don't, and I was like, yeah. Um, <laughs> but but I I it does that for me. Like if you were to say a fit man, it kind of it it does what i imagine people who don't think in a dialogue do which is just it creates it's like poof 
and it makes that image and that's who I choose to go through the book with. So I generally skip when I see the author is about to go into description. I just bleep. If there's something significant about that person, that's all I need. Like if they got a scar down their face or something like that, maybe yeah, totally. like, yeah. that's important, but mm-hmm. I don't need, I don't need a ra- I don't need race. I don't need, like, I don't really need a general description of body type situation. I don't, because I pick the race I want. I pick, I pick the hair yeah, I want. So I pick the body type I want, because I, I kind of like chubby yeah. dudes, you know? So I pick, I make them a little meatier. Like, yeah. it's, it's <laughs> I kind of yeah. tend to be that way, too. Like, everybody, like, take the, the Black Brotherhood, for example. Like, maybe they're chiseled. But in my mind, like they kind of have power lifter bodies. Like maybe mm-hmm. they even have that like not belly, yeah, not but like, like I don't think they're big, yeah, I yeah. don't think these like super cut, like I see a lot of people draw things about them and they kind of almost have this like cut anime or yeah. androgynous. Like no, I think like they're like Jason Momo. Jason like, Momo. No, yeah, yeah, like they're all they're all like <laughs> these just yeah. brick shit house yes is she yes. like thank she, you like, so i just i don't assume that all of them are super defined even yeah kind of the same way like they're the yeah. sort of guys that can like throw me over their shoulder mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what yes, i mean please. like so that's yeah. not that's not a, a, a timothy chalamet kind of pretty you know yeah, like no. it's a different He's so pretty though. he really is so pretty and that <laughs> goes so and that has its own place yeah. you know in yeah. the in the in the sexual diaspora sure. so i just feel like yeah it's all on what you think and like opt- oftentimes when i cast somebody i don't pay as much attention to their coloring i mean i try to sometimes like this guy's kind of a hot blonde and i'm trying to do a, a golden haired character or something but it's more like when i was watching this movie he gave me the feel the same feeling mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. had the same intensity the same body language the same like the look yeah or even the ethnicity like when like i picked sasha royce to be jora because he's this like in my opinion just like this beautiful russian jew and i wanted jora to be this beautiful russian jew so like in my mind that's who he is but they don't have the same eye color they don't necessarily look the same way but they have the exact same like elegant big dick energy mm-hmm. that I just you know he's in my mind there so yeah I think that's like the biggest problem when they go from books to movies or like uh, video games to movies or whatever is that they try too hard to get the person who looks right mm-hmm. instead of the person who feels right exactly, exactly. and then and, and that's why Tom Holland hard. sold me so far because he has yeah. the same like the swag. He captured Nathan Drake. Yeah. Okay, like he doesn't have the same square jaw. He doesn't have the same wide shoulders, but he captured that energy, and that, and I think that that might save the. Shit, listen, energy is everything because you know, uh, like in uh, what's like that Age of Ultron, like um, that movie, right? Mm-hmm. So there's an actor in there who, to me, like if I if I were to look on paper, not attractive to me at all swag energy boy he could get it so hard the guy who, <laughs> yeah, who plays, uh paul bettany the guy who plays vision oh yeah right oh like, paul yeah. bettany paul bettany can the has been giving it for 25 years yeah ever since his cute flat little white butt showed up in the night's tale he could have yes patents of nobility uh yeah i can give you patents like there's yeah. just oh my that's god all, to me I love that's Paul all Benny. energy that's all mm-hmm. and also yeah. the one thing that that gets me 
the one thing that I, I realized that I love in romance novels and in real life, um, and I couldn't figure it out. So when I, if I read dark romance, some that I really love and some I hate, like with a passion, right? Mm-hmm. And I realize it's the control of the guy in the story, right? Um, I love a controlled man. I don't like when they're like flying off the handle, kissy fits, because I'm, I'm at an age where hissy fits means an emotionally immature mm-hmm. man. So it's not sexy to me. I'm not finding the appeal in it. But when mm-hmm. I have a dark romance where that fool is controlled as shit, Mm-hmm. Oh my God! I can't. I can't. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. what are we doing? What you tell me? Okay. I mean, yeah. circling, circling back to the very beginning of this podcast. And I'm feeling very proud about this loop I'm about to make. That's why we had such a good description because all. Thank you because all of the people in that book had that like real co- they control in different ways, mm-hmm. but like Jora had that like you know like you said that elegant like suave can you know and then the blade had that like assassin control where he's like minutes away from maybe killing everyone but he's also very sure what he's doing and then the inspector is like had his control i thought it was great to round out our interview which has been lovely um (laughs) is there a question that you wish like interviewers would ask you or you wish people would ask you about no or something that you would like want to gush about like, or want to tell really the people. That's actually a really good question, but I haven't, I yeah. haven't thought about that. No, uh, no. I'm sorry. No, you don't have to be sorry. That's great. Yeah, like actually, I can't. I'm sure I'll think of something tonight at three in the morning. I'll call you. I'll like. You could DM call. You, you could like, yeah. DM us and we'll add like, it. We'll add it in like a little post. Up. Yeah. Wait, I, no. I have one more question actually. Um. So so dealing with historicals and authors who write historicals when you're um, a lot of people will be like oh well it's really hard we don't do really diversity in historicals it's really hard to write diversity in historicals or whatever um and so i more just want to know your thoughts on that like when you are um, creating a book and creating people from different cultures within that book what that looks like right i used to do that with a lot less care than i do now i've always been of the opinion like before this even became like a topic of conversation that it was inappropriate for me to ever write a woman main character of a different color than mine because that isn't something I could do authentically. And it wasn't a voice I wanted to take from my own voice and that kind of thing. Like that's always been a part of my decision-making process. Um, but I, I grew up in cities and schools where I was the minority and I would look around and say, you know, like I, I do want that to be represented everywhere, you know? So I like to, I'm fascinated by people who are different than me and I want, I want them to be appreciated and, and shown, but I also want to do it carefully and and to where I have the correct intentions you know what I mean so when it comes to diversity um I mean I don't really I don't really feel like anything's changed for me other than I'm just really happy to see things going in the right direction you know like really happy Um, I had a moment of panic when it came to Fiona because I'm 
very passionate about issues like immigration. I've lived in a lot of border states. And um, it's something that I really wanted to focus on because there was sort of what the British would call like an immigrant crisis at the time because there were a lot of wars and refugees and that kind of thing happening in the Crimea and Afghanistan and a lot of different places and Russia and China. So Britain and the US were seeing a lot of immigration and a lot of that kind of thing. But like the US was definitely at the time, ironically, more open to it, right? So like, um, it was something I wanted to focus on. And I thought it was really interesting that I mean, if you look at, okay, I could talk about this for a long time, but I'll try to, be, <laughs> if you look at World War One, the problems that, that, that started World War One really happened in the 70s when, the 1870s, when the Ottomans and the Prussians were like screwed over by the British and there was like a Jewish prime minister and there was like all of this stuff going on, you know what I mean? And that really just like sparked some of the anti-Semitism that I'm not saying it's always been there, but like, you know, like there's just so much that I think if people knew history, they would be really fascinated about why things happened and that sometimes the, the spark was lit decades before. And so that's something that I want to like play with. Right. And so I got really excited about that and I got really into it and I kind of plunged into it with no fear and, and maybe not as much care as I, thought I should have, you know, and I just like, but I, I was in the foster system with a with a lot of indigenous people uh, and I still have them kind of on my um in my pocket as a resource that I can go to for sensitivity reads and that kind of thing but and I've always done that especially with first people first nations because I didn't um because that that's something that I have a lot of personal experience with however um I can't say that I necessarily did that with everyone. And and so the first Fiona book was written in this sort of like, I'm just gonna do all the right research and it'll be fine. And then all of this conversation started happening about like, your research is not fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so I really had to kind of reframe how I looked at that where I'm like, okay, this is something I'm passionate about, but this is also not my experience. So I need to make certain as like the whitest white who ever whited. Like, look at me, I'm glowing. Like, <laughs> I'm like only Western European. Like, I can't even be one of those people that's like, I have 164th <laughs> You know what I mean? I got nothing. Like, I'm Scottish, yeah. Welsh, and Norwegian. So like, <laughs> and Irish, obviously. But like, um, I, I definitely feel like still that same amount of passion to keep diverse characters in my book um, and in Fiona's world because I, I still want to make certain statements. And I think a lot of times you can reach people through fiction, you can change people's minds, you can soften people to other ways of life and that kind of stuff. And that's really important to me. On the other hand, it takes me quite a bit longer because I have a lot more conversations now people in every community that comes on my page. Um, I should state that different. <laughs> comes on your page. Who is written? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not too, but like, you know. um, because I, 
I, my greatest fear is to, is to make a misstep and hurt somebody, you know? Yeah. You know, so, so just like, um, uh, a funny story that happened to me yesterday. So, um, I was driving into LA from Las Vegas and when you drive into LA, there's all these like fruit, um, checkpoints, you know, like, mm-hmm. do you have any bananas? Are you bringing any bananas? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Now, I used to live in, uh, in Hacienda Heights. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, so, yeah, yeah. so I was, I was in uh, the car with my previous partner he's white. He's all the way white. And, um, we're driving through and he's like, Oh, we got to go through one of these checkpoints. And I was like, I, I was like, I know, like, I really hate this. You know, like he's like, yeah. And they don't even ask me for fruit ever. And I go, Oh no, that's, they're looking for Brown people. They're not looking yeah. for fruit. This is, they're this not, is their, yeah. this is their way around it. He's, he's like, yeah, but, but like, they never asked me like if I actually have fruit and I go, they're looking for, for Brown people, people who are here illegally or don't have documentations. This mm-hmm. is their way of profiling. Right. Mm-hmm. When I say he didn't understand what I was saying, he goes, yeah, but why don't they just stop me? They wave me through. They don't ask me for any fruit. And I had to stop him. I said, bro, you're, you're white. <laughs> have you looked in the mirror? <laughs> they are not going to stop you because mm-hmm. you are not their demographic. Yeah. And I, I have been told that to my face. <laughs> Where I've like pulled up and I'm like, I have all my documentation ready or whatever, you know, and they're, and they're like, oh, you're not who we're looking for. Like to my fit, you know? So I like, I know I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. But it was just funny. These are not the droids you're looking for. When I say the light in his eyes, when he finally understood, he's like, oh, I was like, yeah, bro. And in my heart, I was like, I wish that I could live in that, um, that space he was in before I told yeah. him, before yeah. like before he knew, I was like, whatever that space is, I want to live there. Mm-hmm. I want to be in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I totally understand. I cringe. I cringe at a conversation that I had with one of my foster sisters one time when she was talking about um, the resentment she had against she and her family, you know, had against white people and that kind of stuff. And I remember telling her, like but I'm not like that. And, and I don't want you to be mad at me because like I'm first generation American. My, my grandparents came over here from Ireland and France. And like my mom was born, you know, over there and some of her siblings were. So it's like, we came here after world war one. Like we didn't have anything to do with anything, you know? And she, and she tried to explain to me like, no, I get that. And that's great. But like, there's stuff happening right now. And in my mind, I was like, I'm 15. I don't know. But like now I didn't understand what she was saying. And I, I remember it was a tense kind of fraught conversation that we had. And I, and when the idea of white privilege really started being exposed and discussed, like I go back and think about that conversation a lot and I had to contact her and be like, remember this time? She's like, no, I don't remember. And I'm like, I do. And like, you know, like, I remember. And like, I lie in bed and stare at the ceiling and cringe about it all of the time because like, I didn't get, I didn't get it. Yeah. You know, like I didn't understand. Like, why are you mad, bro? Like I was, you know, so um, I think it's going to be great if we can ever get to a position where people like your partner, people like me, people like everybody can just understand their part in the problem. You know what I mean? Yeah. But <laughs> so. it's, it's, it's weird because my brain, 
working with toddlers my brain sees this whole a lot of times this whole issue as like some like when you're working with toddlers right like at some point you know like i don't know how to explain this but if a, if one toddler hits the other toddler you don't go okay here toddler hit him back and now you're even you know <laughs> You know, yeah, yeah, and, that, yeah. and that's a, that's boiling it down to like a, the base, the base level, right? At a you certain, have to do that with some people. Yeah, at a certain point, sometimes though, I go, I uh, like the wheel is spinning backwards, and someone has to choose to start spinning it forward, and that's in the that that's hard. Changing the direction a wheel has been spinning for a very long time and it's spinning really fast, that hurts like to get mm-hmm. it ch- changing the other direction, and so sometimes I feel like we're we're um. Uh, we're trying to do the work to do it, move it forward, but sometimes we're like, where it's not, it's not enough. And at some point, we have to have like different types of conversations and super open, dropping egos, and like really being vulnerable with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's a thing that is hard for me to see uh, sometimes. And some like, and it's weird because you want to have these conversations, you want to have them online, but but like you don't want to just be out there. You don't want to be out there in the streets. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like right. I had a video go viral recently and it's like, it literally it's got like 4 million views right now. And when I say the anxiety of being just noticed yeah. on the internet, oh, yeah. Yeah. like I was like, I literally wrote a, bye guys, I'm going back to my cave. And <laughs> and like, and I can't really use my account because people are just still interacting with this video. And I was like, ah, I'm going like to make negative. Negatively, or no, is it no, just it's, the, it's pre- the it's flood? Pretty po- it's pretty positive. There's like some trolls who are like, um, who are like, uh, what do you call it? Yeah, they say stuff, but it's like 95% of people who are like, no, because it's more, I'm just exposing like a situation I have with, had with a company, right? Um, and so, but like every day, new people find it. Every time I open the app, it's like, like 100 new followers, 100 new whatever. And, uh, but it's like, that level of exposure, I'm like, ah, oh, I'm not. Yeah. So having these conversations it's sometimes, I don't want to, I don't necessarily want to have on TikTok or Twitter or whatever. I want to have in a room with people. I want to see them face to face. I want mm-hmm. us to be human mm-hmm. together and not behind, you know, that sort of thing. So it's, it's, right. uh, well, it's interesting. Maybe too, when you write things down, people pick and choose what they, what they hear or mm-hmm. read. And so, you know, people are oftentimes misquoted or you take like a little snippet of something out of context. You don't get the nuance of listening to intonation, seeing people's facial expressions, like um, sarcasm, or even seeing someone's mind change. Like when you have dialogue back and forth, a lot of times people can have a second to be like, you know, I didn't know that. Where I think a lot of times when you're just like soliloquizing soliloquy when you're being soliloquizing I liked it it felt right it felt good writing your manifestos on the Facebook (laughs) like you you're not there to listen and you're there to talk so it's not a dialogue it's just you spewing your opinions nobody's minds get changed like that you know yeah like I learned that the hard way and I still am not perfect you know but um I try to have conversations, especially well, if I think there might be conflict or we might disagree, or it might even just be like, oh, what if someone misunderstands me? Like, I definitely try to do it in person or on the phone, or at least at some point where you can hear and or see me so that you're not just reading 
because I feel like when you read, you always kind of hear the worst case scenario. Well, what, what one of the things that. I really enjoy about this interview today is I feel like you have been so honest and like open and vulnerable with just the way you're talking about some of these really important topics. Like even just acknowledging like, hey, I'm not perfect in this shit. I do <laughs> like things happen. We change, we grow, we do. And that to me is like the baseline of anything I want out of another human is just that they're open to knowing like, hey, maybe I don't know everything. I might need to think on that for a while. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to be on this. If I didn't think that, everybody would. That's all I really like want from anybody. I don't I want everybody to be right. I just want people to be open to musing and thinking and being a part of that. So that, thank you for that because that's like spectacular. And I, <laughs> I love all the things you write. So just thank FYI, you. I am a fan. <laughs> um, yeah. And thank you for like just hanging Sorry out with I, us today. It's fucking awesome. Sorry if I ever triggered you and didn't warn you about it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's okay. I'll put the book, you I'll didn't put the trigger down. her. Other people. <laughs> no, no, I, I love, I'm, I'm with you. Oh, I'm with you. <laughs> we know better. We learn. And we do. Are better. you guys? Well, book yeah. number book number two, A Treasure's Trade, is out on March eighth, which we're very excited about. And this interview will be coming out a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Up, I think maybe two weeks prior to that, or so, yeah, three I weeks prior so. to that. Yep. Um, so it's very exciting. We're very excited to read it and see which one of the boys yeah. she Little starts one. to maybe give some kisses to. Maybe yep. more than and then um, book can three, help. book three will be slated for the end of 2022 as well. So we'll have oh, awesome! Oh my god, I love, I love <laughs> when they're in the same year. It makes me, me so happy. Yeah. I didn't because... think that was going to happen, but I'm going to I'm going to make it happen. So. Yay! Yeah. Oh, even better news, you guys. The whole is it is it going to be a trilogy? So that's the final I chapter. I would like to keep it as going as long as people are reading it, kind of thing. I think okay. sometimes worlds like this expand. <laughs> Mm-hmm. and grow and sometimes worlds like this have like a natural stopping point and i'm not mm-hmm. i'm not at really a making point. a hard and fast rule at this cool. time like she could cool. solve 20 million mysteries if she wanted oh, yes, to she can. Oh, yes, she go can. through there's a lot of men in london oh so we'll see also, <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> and women yet. too like that's kind of that funny. That Jack was one of the ones that we were like, maybe she's going to end up with the river. We don't know. We don't know. <laughs> Is it yeah. a dark romance next? Oh, we're not sure where it's going. <laughs> All right. Well, of, yeah, oh, yeah. what? Go. We're no, done. Tell no, it's cool. Okay. I, I she's about wanted, to spoil something. <laughs> I kind of wanted to have her have like a sort of a Hannibal Hannibal Lecter-esque relationship yes. with him. Like yes. he kind of helps her. We're feeling it. Because yeah, we were like, it's, not, toss, it's on the table. Well, thank you again for being here. Okay. This has been so, <laughs> so, so much days. fun. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even. We'll have to do this again like next yeah. year when the next book comes out or something like that. Okay. We'll do a part two. Fun. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, too. thank you for taking time out of, I know you said you're slammed right now. And also, um, you know. Hanging out with us. It's been it's been lovely. And uh dear listeners, until next time, may your books be your lover. And your hands, your best friend. Thanks for hanging in with us, romance readers. Head over to Instagram to continue chatting with us. We're super friendly. We want to cackle with you. We want to know what your favorite sex scene was, and we need more book recommendations. If you want to read along with us, go to our website, romanceataglance.com, to see what we're reading next. And we'll see you next podcast.